Hello everyone and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast, where we chat everything and anything related to the world of music and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated. My name is Scott Kelly. I am a drummer turned comedy singer-songwriter and apparently now a podcaster. You're going to hear me chat to many different people, but more often than not, it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within, arguably, the greatest art form in the world. And you get this for free each and every week on scottcowie.com, on Stitcher Radio, and now on iTunes. So please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, let them know what's going on over here. But for now, enjoy the show. This week in the podcast, we have fantastic singer-songwriter Janine Leah, who stays in San Francisco. And I've got to say, I owe so much to Janine because she let me... Um, well, in fact, I'll tell this story during this interview with Janine of how we met and everything, but it's very, very interesting. Now, I've actually got a co-host with me this week. She was a guest on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, one of Hi. my favourite bass players in the world, Vivi Rama. How are you, Vivi? Hi, Scotty. How are you? You know me, Vivi, I can't complain, but I am missing you guys in Los Angeles. I'm missing you and your chat and your we, bass playing. We miss you. I miss uh, watching soccer games with you, <laughs> uh, getting into fights with people and having that you got my you got my back, you know? So. Well, uh, yes, I was kind of your bodyguard uh, when I was over there. So absolutely. <laughs> you were, yeah. Ben, um, you have known Janine a lot longer than I have because you guys, uh, you've played bass with Janine for... Um, yes, yes. Yeah, Janine was actually uh, one of the, when I moved to Los Angeles uh, over 10 years ago, was one of the very first uh, musicians I met uh, through the Robin and Kevin Brennan from FBU Productions. And um, and it was great. We we played a couple of gigs, and it was right before she moved to St. France. So it was a little bittersweet because as we were like, getting into the groove of playing songs and getting to know each other, she left us, you know, so... But um, we're, we're still in touch, we just reconnected and we, we did a song together actually. I, I recorded based on one of her latest tracks where you are being um, featured as a guitar player, right? Absolutely, yeah. I played guitar and you played bass. And what's brilliant, and I'm so glad that you mentioned uh, Robin and Kev from FB Music, because, of course, as we go to explain in a little bit, I am now, well, I'm signed with, with FB Music as is Janine. And, of course, me being over in Los Angeles, it kind of brought us all back together again because we had you in the podcast, we yes. had you recording with Janine again, and we're going to talk all about that um, after the interview because we've got some very exciting news to announce um, about my recordings, about Janine's recordings. It's all happening. It's all good. Um, but now we're going to cut to the interview with Janine Leah. Check it out. We are back and we are rolling on the Talk Music Podcast. And I'm with singer-songwriter Janine Leah. How are we? I'm good. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. Um, you and I have known each other for how long? A little over a year. Just a little. Almost exactly a year. Yeah. So we'll tell that story at some point during the podcast. Okay. But you have been active as a singer-songwriter for a few years now. And we're both on the same label, mm-hmm. FBO Music. That's right. So how long have you been on the label for? How many releases has it been? Um, I believe it was 2007, and we recorded a couple of songs. That's when I was four months pregnant with my twins. And um, 
but we later decided to release them to do a full EP. So um, that came out last year. That was right in front of me. That's the name of that EP. Awesome. So the label we're referring to, like we said, is FBoom Music, which is an independent label based here in Los Angeles. Um, so you've been working with Kevin Brennan, who's a great producer, and you were a big fan of Kevin prior to to obviously get involved with the label. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I met Kevin, and I met him at... He was having a, a house concert. Um, just happened to get an invite that my husband got and met him years prior. He said, let's go. We went, and um, I just fell in love with him and his wife, Robin. They're just awesome. And uh, we would go to their go to his shows, and uh, ooh, I've got a spider on me. Hold on, and um, so yeah, he just have these crazy shows with like trumpet players and just you know kazoo's and just <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff. And it was just funky and it was fun. And I just so brilliant, and I just loved his music, and I got all of everything that he released and listened to it in the house. The kids love it. And so, anyway, when he said he wanted to work with me and produce me, I was literally jumping up and down in my kitchen with joy <laughs> when I was talking to him on the phone. So, you have you written with Kevin at all? We haven't yet. I would love to. That's something we definitely need to do. We've talked about it, but it hasn't happened yet. And he's been producing a lot of your, your stuff. So, how did, the, when you got into the studio with him after watching him play live, um, how, given that it's a different style of music that you guys play, I take it you merged quite well when it came to the, the producer's role immediately because you, you guys got on so well personally because I've been around the two of you. So was it, was it clicking immediately when you went into the studio? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. The, most, the easiest studio to work in, just completely... The vibe is amazing. There's no nerves. It's just completely relaxed and and just a space to be completely creative. And, and Kevin just opens that floodgate of creativity. He's just awesome. And I would, you know, I was, when we first started um, recording, I didn't know how he would produce my music. I've heard him produce other, you know, and so it was really interesting to see what he would do. And it was just awesome to hear what he would put to my music and how it would be even more brilliant than I could possibly even imagine to anyone to do for my music like anything that I would even think for myself to put on my own music he would do it 10 times better and in a way that I would not think of you know I'd be like I would never thought to do that and it sounds amazing and more brilliant than I could ever hope for <laughs> Tell us about India. Oh, that was an amazing experience. Um, Tushar Partey, he's a, a Bollywood musician out there in Bombay. Um, I met him online back in the day when MySpace was a cool way to meet people online. Um, he contacted me and said he wanted to do a song together. And that ended up on um, my first album before I started working with Kevin, as, as far as him being the producer. I'd worked with him as an engineer. Um, and anyway, so after that happened, years, a couple years later, um, he contacted me again, and he said, 
I would love for you to, I would love to fly you out to Bombay and do a whole um, album with you. And of course I was like, uh, yes, please. So that was extremely exciting. And um, some of the songs he sent to me uh, via email and I would, what he did is he wrote the music and he wanted me to come up with the lyrics. And um, that was an interesting experience for me. I've never done before trying to come up with lyrics that fit into an already melody someone else did. So that was cool. And um, yeah, so, and then some of the songs, he was like, I want you to write them with me when you get here. So there was a couple of the songs I was like, oh, okay, because I was only there for two and a half weeks. So I was, I was like, this is going to be interesting to see how this works out, writing them there. But they were, they're my most favorite ones because India was just this really inspiring place to be. Yeah. So um, it must have been very, very different. Did you get an opportunity to play any live shows out there? No, unfortunately not. I would love to go back and do some live shows there. We just spent the whole time in the studio recording. Um, We did a lot of songs in only two and a half weeks. So um, so we needed that time in the studio. So how many albums have you done then? Is it three in total? Um, I just had my fourth release um, that is with um, that just came out like last couple on the July 12th right um, with Cliff Goldmacher yeah uh, we co-wrote um, three songs together and he produced it and released it and now it's on iTunes right now it's really really cool let's talk about Cliff then because okay. obviously he's been on the, the podcast before how did the relationship with Cliff come about so um, I got put on a show at um, Bazaar Cafe, um, uh, an artist named Paige Clem, or yeah, I think I'm saying her name right, I hope. Um, she was the artist in residency that month, and she invited me and Cliff to join her on her show um, one night, and we, so we just happened to be on the same bill. And uh, I just heard him perform, I, and I as I'm watching him, he, you know, this engaging smile on his face, just really, really fun to watch, very entertaining. And the lyrics, especially, really popped out to me. And I was like, oh, I just would love to write with him. And so I approached him about it and I said, would you be interested in writing together? And he's, yeah. And he said, and he, um, I think I emailed him the very next day and just said, I really enjoyed your show. I would love to work with you. And the email I got back would, was, yeah, can I interest you in coming to my studio in Sonoma? I was like, well, yeah. (laughs) So I did. I just drove up to Sonoma, and then sitting down with him was just really, really easy, uh, cool experience, and really fast. (laughs) You know, write a song and record it in a matter of two and a half hours or something like that. Wow. And we did that three times. Three visits, three songs, done. It was, whoa. (laughs) He's a talented guy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. So you've you were you're from. Do I know where you're from? You're from San Francisco initially. Well, I, yeah, I was born in San Leandro. Right. Which is in the East Bay area of San Francisco Bay Area. And then you moved to Los Angeles. Well. I, then moved back. Is well, that right? came later in my life. I I actually grew up in Aurora, Colorado. I didn't know that. Yeah. So. I was born in the Bay Area, and then we moved, and I 
um, moved to Utah and I lived in Utah till I was seven. And then from seven to 18, I was living in Aurora, Colorado. When did you stop playing? Um, I started writing when I was 14. Started playing guitar when I was 14. I started playing in coffee shops in Aurora and in Denver. Um, that age? About 15, 16. Right. Yeah. Just playing out as much as I could. And, you know, I would, I, they would book me at these little coffee shops and I would get 50 to $100 a night. And I was just like, wow, you know, I'm going to go to LA and I'm just going to be a rock star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those were the young days. Yes. And you went to the Musicians Institute. I when, did. What age? I moved out of my house, you know, my parents' house when I was 18. And, um, yeah, I started going to MI shortly after that. Um, and, um, yeah, I was 18. Yeah, so you spent, how, how long <coughs> did you spend? It's different, the programs are different in Scotland, the amount of years you spend at a college or university studying music. How long were you at MI for? Um, I was only there for a year and a semester. Right. Worthwhile? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would have stayed longer if I could afford it. Right. (laughs) But yeah. You made a lot of good contacts there. Obviously, Aaron was your music, um, was your vocal tutor, right? Aaron? Who was your vocal tutor there? Mike Campbell. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. So what, uh, right. So you spent a year there. You got to build up your contacts. Are you gigging about LA at that time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, um, the first gig I ever got in L.A., um, one of my teachers from MI named Jamie Lula booked me this show. And I'll never forget it. It was this like singer songwriters in a round, you know, where they mm. and oh, it was the place anyway. But there was um, like three of us up on stage and we took turns one by one singing a song. And that one, and then just from that one gig came all the rest of the gigs. It just set a chain reaction to, and I never had to book my own show, which was really cool. (laughs) But they just would come to me, and that was really amazing and blessing. So, good stuff. Hang tight there, Janine. We're just going to advertise some of our previous episodes. Previous episodes. A lot of great previous episodes for you guys to check out in scottkiwi.com, episode one. Glenn Mallock from the Sex Pistols. Then we had Huey Morgan from the Fun Loving Criminals. Sandy Tom. Brian Ray. Orianti. Bob Jacobs, who's the head spokesman of NASA. Dr. Phil Toll, who's Metallica's therapist. Then we had the Grahams from the band Wet, Wet, Wet. Then we had Andy McKee. Then we had Steve Craddock. Then we had Cliff Goldmacher, who actually produces a lot of Janine stuff, as we mentioned. Steve White. Martin. Taylor, MBE, Stuart Copeland, Louise Ozapa, Martin Harley, Julian Lennon, Carol Kay, Tommy Emmanuel, Kaki King, John Gom, Nick West, Thomas Lang, Rhonda Smith, Glenn Sobel, who drums with Alice Cooper, Ailey McKellar, Jennifer Batten, Larry Graham, Newton Faulkner, Jack Bruce, Antoine Dufour, the co-host of this podcast, Vivi Rama, then we had Aerosmith producer Warren Hurt, Perfect Circle drummer Jeff Friedel, and of course this episode right here, right now, Janine Leah, superb singer-songwriter from the Bay Area. All episodes available at scottkiwi.com, iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Favourite places to play in Los Angeles and San Francisco? What stands out for you? Um, well, San Francisco, I actually haven't played a whole lot there. I've played 
little coffee shops like Bizarre Cafe, and I've played Red Devil Lounge. Um, I've played 50 Mason Social House. That's a cool place. That's a really cool place. They have a great, great sound there and uh, really cool people. Um, Bizarre Cafe is really cool because it's all cozy and small and unplugged. And yeah, it's worth pointing out this, that if MD, because obviously I've played there, we've yeah. done a gig there. Um, Bizarre Cafe is such a cool place, so if anybody, any musicians that are in that area or anybody travelling to San Francisco, play Bizarre Cafe because they have, like Janine says there, an unplugged gig because not all of the gigs are totally unplugged, but by unplugged we mean what I say acoustic. What I, I always say acoustic, acoustic, like nothing's yeah, plugged like in. literally unplugged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the whole place has to, but the very strict rules is to like everybody has to be completely quiet, be quiet right? While the, the group you have around. to listen and be engaged, and yeah, it's really really cool because then you can really deliver the show and people can really have an experience instead of just going and hanging out in your background music or whatever. Right, in Los Angeles then, where's, where's good places to play? Would you like? Oh my gosh, it's, well, Kulax yes. is the coolest. <laughs> we just played there last night. That is definitely the coolest place I've played in LA, for mm. sure. Yeah, and it's, uh, for MD that doesn't know, it's, uh, it's got a six camera DVD setup. So it reminds me a lot of like the Wayne's World basement. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so when you're playing there, essentially, as you're on stage, it's getting it's getting put out to the net on coolaxwoodshed.com. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's another place to play in Los Angeles um, for, for any budding musicians that are traveling about that area. So what does the, the, the future hold then as far as your releases and albums and, and singles? What are you working on at the moment? Um, at the moment, I'm working with Kevin Brennan again. Mm-hmm. And um, so excited, so excited. We've... We just started this week um, recording, and uh, I can't wait to hear what he does. He, he puts his little magical sprinkles on the music, and <laughs> it's just amazing. I love uh, it. We can, I think we can say just now Vivi Rama um, is playing oh, bass. Oh, of course. Please mention, yes. Um, and I've heard a little bit of it, and it sounds great. And you are playing on that yeah, same track, I'm playing, playing guitar. Yep, and there's a few guest appearances. Harley yes, J. Harley J., Awesome. Um, singer songwriter he's brilliant yeah yes he's from los angeles yeah and we're doing a duet harley j janine leah the lucky ones that's yep. the one that we're all playing on isn't it yes yes that's sorry. the one yep. that's right um, no it's, it's gonna it's i mean the track sounds great vivi's bass playing is, is terrific oh, yeah. as we we've mentioned vivi quite a lot on the podcast now um, she's if if if, it, if if it's possible to be better on the bass guitar than she is at making ice cream, then she's probably just about there because she's brilliant. <laughs> right, so you've got the album coming out then, and your online presence. How important do you think that is for for young artists these days? Because you're very active in your social media. Well, it's very important, and it's really cool that we have that option now. I mean, there's the music business is changing because of it, and now we have all these options and ways to be heard that you know before you had to be discovered and and then there was this media machine behind you and now you can really do everything yourself if you have the passion and the dedication you know and uh that's certainly what i've been doing we ask everybody this a lot who would you like to collaborate with that you've not had the opportunity to as yet 
Oh my gosh, like dream collaboration, like whatever you want, like sky high, pick whoever. Uh, absolutely. All right, Matthew Bellamy of Muse, he's brilliant. Mm -hmm. I would give anything to work with him. <laughs> Matt Bellamy, if you're listening, get involved. <laughs> JanineLeah.com. So uh, obviously a big fan of Muse, right? Oh, huge, huge. And you've seen them play because you and I have spoke about this before. Mm -hmm. Where have you Twice. seen them play again? Um, the Oakland Arena, obviously in Oakland. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the Oracle, I think. Mm -hmm. Is that the name? Yeah. They put on a great, um, an absolutely amazing um, stage show. Yeah, oh my gosh. And they spend a fortune, because you know they broke even in the last tour? That's what you're telling me, yeah. Yeah, it's just quite incredible. But it's, uh, it's again, amazing. it's an investment in the future, because they're from a little place called Devon, yeah. over in England. And I know, you met from, them, right? Um, yeah, yeah, we've met once, twice, I don't know. That's but, awesome. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's really cool, and they invest so much time, effort, and energy, mm -hmm. um, and money in their yeah. stage show, and it's it's very very obvious. So, um, Matthew Bellamy, anybody else spring to mind? Um, well, I'm a huge fan of of the band Mute Math as well. Right. So that would be amazing to work with anybody in that band. So. <laughs> Well, try and get it happening before the year's out. Janine Leah, yes. it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Yes. Thank you very, thank very you. much. Thank you so much, Scott. No problem. Oh, and really quickly, we yeah. almost forgot. Because um, I was going to tell this story of yes. how you and I met. I was in, Oh, of course. I was traveling with the band and I was playing a gig over in San Francisco and was here for five days. And on the fifth day that I was here, I went to an open mic in a place called the Hotel Utah mm -hmm. in San Francisco. And I was asking a couple of people if I could borrow an acoustic guitar. And people weren't, either couldn't understand a word that I was saying <laughs> or were just not gonna oblige. <laughs> and then I walked over to this girl who was standing with an acoustic guitar. And that girl is sitting right in front of me just now, Jane. <laughs> I said, can I borrow your Acoustic, it was a Takamini acoustic, in which obviously you still play. Mm -hmm. I borrowed the acoustic and played a song. Janine and I got chatting, became really good friends. We ended up doing, putting together a small tour of San Francisco and Los Angeles yeah. that summer. Mm -hmm. Janine then introduced me to the people that run her independent record label. We mentioned them earlier, Kevin Brennan. And long story short, I got signed to that label. They asked me to come out to Los Angeles to record an EP and record some stuff. By that time, I was ended up doing this podcast. So now we're out in Los Angeles and we are doing some recording, having a good time, doing some podcasting, doing some gigging. And that was all because I turned up to an open mic night in San Francisco without a guitar. So, so my advice yeah. to anybody would be, when you turn up to an open mic night, don't bring a guitar. <laughs> no, but Janine, I've got a lot to thank you for. I've said to you many, many times, I owe you a lot, because if it wasn't for you borrowing, um, loaning me that guitar, then we wouldn't be friends and we wouldn't be in Los Angeles podcasting. On the same and, label. And, and, and the oh, same yeah, label and stuff, it's so, so. cool. I, I'm very, very thankful I, that we showed up at that open mic at the same night. Yeah, man. Stars so, are aligned and all that were, kind of stuff. They were. Right, thanks, Janine, again. Thank you Been so much. Take care. You too. There we have it. Janine Leah, some great stories about um, her career within music. I'm back with Vivi, who's just come up with the greatest ever um, <laughs> idea for a new podcast, Scott and Vive, which sounds yes. like 
It's, yes. It sounds like some. It's going to be called Drinking Mate, the Argentinian tea, with Scott and Viv. Yes. Amazing, amazing. It's it, going to be awesome. Um, you guys can't see it right now, but um, Vivi's got this, um, how can you describe it? It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost like a craft um, made out of sometimes wood or, or, or pumpkin or whatever, and you put a, a green tea there from Argentina, which is called Yerba Mate, and you drink it with the straw. And it's, a, it's, like a, it's like the espresso of the teas, you know, it's like, a, it's like a very strong green tea. It looks really cool, and I've got to say, it looks like something that um, you would smoke out of uh, if you're smoking something illegally. Um, I know, as we, as I know. that was the problem with my family as a kid traveling to other countries that didn't know what we were doing. They thought my parents were passing my sister and me a little bit of a bong, you know, or something. But it's not. It's just we were drinking tea by the beach, you know. It, that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> it absolutely. Happens. And uh, I would imagine it would become a problem because it, genuinely, if I was a police officer and I was driving by um, a family <laughs> passing that to each other while Vivi's sitting playing reggae Can bass, you imagine? I would, yeah. o- I would automatically think, uh, hold on a minute. Family services taking us away from my parents because they were giving us mate, you know. I mean, right. and now we know why Vivi lives in Los Angeles. She had to move as a result of this. Yes. <laughs> so um, we mentioned this earlier. Uh, Vivi has played bass on Janine's um, what's going to be a, a single. Um, it's a it's a duet with a great singer songwriter from Los Angeles, my main man Harley J. Um, they've recorded a fantastic track. Um, called The Lucky Ones. Now, Vivi is... is Well, I've played guitar on this, okay? Um, and Vivi... Uh, and it sounded okay when I played guitar on it, but the next day, I walk in, Vivi's put down the bass for it, and this is when we were in Los Angeles at FBO Music Studios, okay? Um, Vivi had put down the bass on it, and it makes my guitar playing sound really good. Because <laughs> Vivi's, Vivi's no, bass playing... No, you know what it is? It was, the, it was the cachaça that you made me play. The cachaça. That's what it makes... <laughs> The kashishi, absolutely. The kashishi. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if we managed to get the kashishi on it. In fact, we might need to address this. Janine and Kev, no doubt you guys will be listening. I think what that record is missing. I also think that it's what every record is missing that's ever been. Yes, exactly. Life could be a lot better with, if you put some kashishi on it, right? I, I would have thought so. I would have thought so. Um, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about, a kashishi is a percussion instrument. And I was going around Los Angeles and I was challenging um, every musician that would care to listen um, to be part of the kashishi challenge. And you can check that out because depending on whether you're, at what point you're listening to this, um, hopefully the videos will have found their way to scottkiwi.com. So check it out, the Kashishi Challenge. It's either coming soon or it might already be up there. So so keep checking back. So Vivian, yeah. what have you got plans? What's how's the how's Nomu going at this point? Nomu is going great. Um, we are uh, actually adding a couple of new supermarkets this week, which is amazing. Uh, but then we're gonna be on a little break because we have to travel to Argentina to deal with some family business there and stuff. So we're taking a little, a little three-week vacation. Um, so, yeah, I have to leave. Before I go, I have to make sure I leave enough ice cream for the time I'm gone. I have to work on a few tracks that I, I have to... I'm working on this uh, collaboration with this um, electronica kind of uh, music with this keyboard player and a drummer. Uh, she's amazing. and um, But I don't want to talk much about it because uh, it's a kind of a surprise. And we'll be releasing probably a video at the end of September beginning of October. So yeah, working on that and just going and going. 
and it drinking my great. mate and, and, drink, and drinking your tea out of the um, bong thing <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now, um, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we mentioned it on Vivi's podcast a couple of weeks ago. Vivi runs her own ice cream company called No Moo. You should check it out. It's genuinely the best ice cream I have ever tasted, and it is vegan. How cool is that? Um, and you can catch Vivi at pretty much every farmer's market that there is in Los Angeles. Just keep checking her tweets and <laughs> everything that is Vivi Rama on Facebook and Instagram and all that mother jazz. And also... Um, Vivi's going to be playing bass on one of my tracks as well, so news will follow that. Mm-hmm. And um, Vivi's that good on the bass that she'll actually make my tracks sound a lot better than what they actually are. <laughs> All right, so you guys can look forward to that. Um, check out the podcast next week. Another great, great guest. You do not want to miss it. Um, anything else, Vivi? No, nothing. I just want to say about Janine that Janine has the most beautiful and pristine voice that I ever heard like she is one of the most amazing singers out there and I am very happy that you are putting the word out there about her work because she is amazing great stuff um, Janine Leah will have a tear on in her eye as we speak and we will yes. see you we will see you guys next week <laughs> <laughs>